we got the inflation numbers at 8.2 percent now even though that sounds like it's okay because the the forecast were 8.1 percent we did get double the increase that the economists expected and that just shows that inflation isn't slowing down that's having a a huge effect in the market. You can see that uh, crypto is responding pretty badly, but it's not only crypto that's responding badly. If you look at the markets, if you look at the NASDAQ, if you look at uh, the NASDAQ down 329%, under, the futures are under 10,500, which is a huge, huge, huge level that we haven't breached for a long time before. So the question is, where to from here? Where are we going from here? Is there any hope? What are the levels that we need to be holding? Also, we'll dig into the inflation numbers to see what, what these inflation numbers actually mean and then what the Fed's next move could possibly be. So it's going to be a big show, probably not a fun show, but you've got to be and you've got to be it till the end because today's a very, very, very serious show. So serious, I'm not even going to play the... No, I have to play it. Let's get everybody out of here. We've got to play Fuck out of bed, bitch, go. Get up, get up, and they got gold. Gotta wake up, gotta wake up, bitch, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Guys done. Good evening, everyone. I don't know. You guys, you guys are half asleep here today. You guys are half asleep here today. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. I wasn't here yesterday. I was shooting some school stuff, but I am back here today. And on what a day to come back. Oh my goodness. Here we go again. Um, Nasdaq down 328 points. Bitcoin down uh, 18,281, but that's not the whole story because actually it's alts that are getting killed. And today we're going to look at some of those alts and see if there's maybe any value in those alts. Um, that's the picture of what the market looks like. And that is all, this is all happening because the expectations for the inflation were 8.1% and we got 8.2%. And that that threw the whole market out. Um, everybody's starting to panic. And it just shows that what the Fed is doing is not actually working. So today we're going to look at what the Fed should be doing, what the Fed could be doing. We're going to look at the implications of inflation. Um, uh, yeah, and we've got a big show. We've got a big, big, big show. So if you're new to the channel, subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're if you if you've been here before, if you if you're part of the banter fam, if you're part of the 90% or so of people who watch this who are subscribed to the channel, great, good for you. Um, if you're not subscribed to the channel, give us some love. Let's do this, guys. Let's do this. There's so much to do. Uh, I am watching the comments. I see everybody in the comments. Chris, I see you. Mad Monk, I see you. Andrew Barron, I see you. Kieran, I see you. I see you guys all. I see all of you guys. We'll have a good chat after the show or after the main the main parts of the show. Let's let's look at the markets. Let's look at the inflation data. Let's look at what happened. So this is where we are. This is where we are. CPI came in at 0.4% month on month, which means the increase in CPI was 0.4% month on month. Now, why did the markets resp respond so badly? Because after all, if they were expecting 8.1% and they got only 8.2%, does that really justify the NASDAQ with a candle like that, um, the look at the ten-year treasury yield. So look at the look at the the ten-year treasury yields. Look at that candle on the ten-year treasury yield. Look at the candle on the two-year treasury yield. Does a 
0.1% miss in inflation actually justify that? And the answer is, it's not that. It's not that. The, 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 the thing that the market's responding to is that the month on month went up 0.4% instead of the expected 0.2%. So what that means is that inflation went up twice as fast as they expected on a month-to-month basis. And the problem here is that we are now realizing more and more that everything that the Fed is doing is actually not working. And the market doesn't know what to do anymore. You've got, uh, be- you've now, because the, the Fed, um, because nothing that, that is working, because nothing that the Fed's doing is starting to work, if you look at the expectations for the rate, the rate increases now in, at the FOMC meeting on the 2nd of November, which is, remember, is just five days before the midterm elections, right? You've got 97.8% now saying that there's going to be a 75 basis point rate hike. And then you've got 2.2% of people now saying that there may be a full percentage point increase in rates when the Fed meet again on the 2nd of September. Now, the question is, why would the Fed raise by a full percentage point if what they've been doing up until now hasn't actually been working? All that the Fed have done up until now hasn't actually made a single dent in inflation whatsoever. And the reason why that's happening is because this inflation is not driven by demand. And what the Fed is trying to do is the Fed is trying to manage inflation by curbing demand. The problem is that they're curbing demand so much, but it's not bringing down inflation. And the reason why it's not bringing down inflation is because this inflation is not caused by demand. This is called, caused by the supply side. It's caused by primarily two things. The first thing is the supply, the, the supply side shocks uh, that, that came about as a result of COVID. People leaving work and now having to get back into work, factories needing to restart, et cetera, et cetera. Shipping lines needing to, to, to remove congestion, et cetera. The second reason why this is happening is because we've got a war in Russia, in, between Russia and Ukraine. And gas prices in, uh, and gas and commodity prices in Europe are going through the roof. And they're taking down major players in Europe and currencies with them. And you cannot change that by increasing interest rates to, 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 to stop consumer demand. And that's what 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 what. what what the Fed is not really paying attention to. In fact, maybe they are paying attention to it, or maybe they will start paying attention to it. We'll see that in a second. What we're also seeing now is that as soon as these numbers came out, look at the the expectations of interest rates. So this is the one-hour candle on the 10-year Treasury yield, and you can see that it went from 3.845% to 4.071%, which means that people are now starting to forecast, and they're pretty much saying, look, interest rates aren't going to come down anytime soon. If you look at the interest rate expectations over two years, look at that, 4.5%. So that means that people are expecting the rate, the interest rates in the next two years to be 4.5% or above. And remember, that was the Fed's, um, that was the Fed's uh, 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 peak case scenario is 4.5%. It now looks like that's gone completely out the window um, given, given what's been happening here. So uh, someone says, yeah, we're going to be it. So that's what's, hap- that's what's happening out there. Um, another inflation shock, another inflation shock, sending markets into a tiz, um, not, not looking good out there on the markets. I do think that the markets are starting to overreact. I think that the markets are completely overreacting. I think a, a candle like this, a candle like this for a 0.1% miss in, expect- in expectations is unjustified. And I think that, I mean, if I were to guess, I would say we will have some kind of recovery. When it comes to Bitcoin, if you are trading this range, either we're at the complete bottom of the range now, and this is a great time to be buying, and then we're going to get another bounce, and we'll hold this range that we've been holding since, we've been holding this range for 130 days. 
So for 130 days, we've held this range. And now I think it's real um, uh, testing time for this range. Either we bounce and we start playing the range, in which case maybe we'll go back to 20, 21,000, and then you've, had, you've made a great trade, or we break down this range. Now, if we break down this range, then there's one more little stop on the way, which is the 17,560 or 17,600. And then the problem is that after that 17,600, you basically need a parachute, right? But the parachute that you need is not the same as the parachute that the Ugandan people, the Ugandan uh, 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 um, uh, uh, paratroopers have. Did you see that video of the Ugandan paratroopers? Hold on a second. I've got to play this for us. I'm not going to play it for a long time with Sean because what's going to happen is we'll get a, a, a YouTube strike. But, but, but just, just, just watch this. This is, this is the uh, Ugandan Air Force. Okay, I just switched off the sound just so you can see. So this is the this is their, their paratrooper. This is their paratroopers from the army. Okay, this is this is the paratroopers from the army. Just just watch this. It doesn't end. It doesn't end that there. I mean, this guy goes straight into toilets. I'm gonna switch off the sound. I don't feel like getting a, a copyright strike. Um, I mean, this guy goes straight into the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, there's this guy over here. I mean, he comes down f fully confident, fully, fully confident, like James taking a long trade before CPI today. <laughs> uh, okay, so if we do break down, if we do break down below that 17,600, then I guess the next stop is we're going to need one of those parachutes. But listen, it's not, it's not, um, it's not all doom and gloom. There is, there is, there are some signs that that some of what's going on is bringing down prices slightly. And I want to show you this. Remember that one of the biggest components of CPI, what goes into CPI, is shelter. So 32% of what goes into CPI is shelter. Now, we did get some signs today from Redfin, which monitor rents. And for the first time, you can see that rents have started to come down. Now, it's marginal, but it does show that rents are starting to come down. Rents are, though, 9% higher year on year. So if you take last year this time and this year this time, they are 9% higher this year. So rents are currently 9% higher uh, than they were a, a year ago. And they are starting to come down, albeit very, very, very slowly. And it is a massive part of shelter. But again, I say to you, the, the issue here is not around supply side. And you can, you can increase interest rates as much as you want to, 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 to reduce the demand. But the problem here is around supply side. And specifically, you got to, you, we've got to look at the war in Russia and Ukraine and, and, and the, supply, the supply shortage situations coming out of China and other places like that. Um, I do want to show you this. This is Sweden's um, inflation. And if you look at the, how the inflation is made up, you can see what percentage they allocate to which part of the, of, of the spend. So like food is 14.6%, um, furnishing 6.9%, and it goes down. Rent, rent, ten point nine percent, also a very big part of it. But look at electricity and heating. Look at electricity and heating up fifty percent year on year, fifty percent. And holidays are up twenty eight point four percent because the airlines are crazy. I don't know if you guys have have tried to book a, an airline ticket. So the gas prices are coming down, the oil prices are coming down, but airline tickets have become so expensive, and that's because they cannot get personnel to come and work at the airlines anymore. All the personnel were fired and retrenched, and now they can't get them back there. So I mean, it's crazy what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely crazy what's going on. All right, let's, um, 
Look at another sign of, I don't know if you want to call this hope, hopium, whatever you want to call it. The FOMC meeting minutes came out last yesterday. Now, this is, remember, this is the minutes from the the, the, the previous meeting. So it's not, it's a meeting that was held on the 21st of September. So kind of like old news, but people still dig into the meetings. And you can kind of see that the Fed has this narrative that they're pushing, that they're going to carry on going until inflation comes down. But... Inside there, there were one or two hints of a pivot. The first hint of a pivot is that several participants noted that it would be important to calibrate the pace of further policy tightening with the aim of mitigating the risk of significant adverse effects on the economic outlook, and that's probably the global economic outlook. So they're looking now at the global economic outlook. Um, You can also see that I read this, and I think that this is where the new narrative for Bitcoin is coming in. I've been speaking about this for a long time. Um, someone says, where is, where is Carl Group? Uh, who is this run guy? Where is Carl Dupes? Shouldn't he be hosting the show? Just put your camera on, Carl. No, the show is finished. Uh, <laughs> you can just go back to my video and watch watch everything there. I already did it this morning. Let's put Rand back. I know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just responding to what, to what uh, <laughs> Fanny Mildred wants. Look, 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 look. Look, <laughs> with a name like Fanny, you don't get to tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Mildred's my great aunt's name. Fanny Mildred, maybe it's her. You think it's your great aunt? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's be more serious. So the, I read this tweet from Charles Edwards, and I think he really gets it. He says, pivot probability increases with time. The higher rates go, the more currencies collapse. The more debt is unserviceable. The more, more leverage blowups. More margin calls, more receivables written off, more bankruptcies, more wealth destruction, and in the end, a likely pivot into actually quantitative easing as opposed to quantitative tightening. And I think he gets it. I've been talking about this. I've been talking about this for a while. And if the Fed carry on increasing interest rates like this, they are going to cause a global economic collapse. Uh, and remember, most debt around the world is actually denominated in US dollars. So by increasing interest rates so much, they are they may cause many countries to be able to have to default. On their US debt, which is going to be, which is going to be huge, which is going to be a, a massive problem, and a lot of people are running to Bitcoin because of this. And I said to you, I think that's a new narrative, and I think that that's why this morning, the altcoins went down, but Bitcoin didn't go down as much as the altcoins, because I think Bitcoin is going to be much more stable. And I don't know if you remember, I said to you guys that I think that the Bitcoin dominance chart was going to go to about a dominance of around fifty, if this economic downturn and economic recession continues and it does feel like that's what's going to happen so it feels to me like bitcoin right now is the safest place to be um and it's not only me that's thinking that it's 47 percent of americans under 42 own bitcoin or crypto 47 percent. that's 50 percent of adults in the united states and well under 42 years old but adults under 42 year olds um now own bitcoin it's almost like you can't really say that you're early anymore it's a how do you say you're early when 50% of Americans under 42 actually own this asset. You're not really early anymore. Um, but I guess that now we, we may see some, some hyper adoption because a lot of even world leaders, I, I heard that at, uh, in Amsterdam, Nigel Farage also said that uh, Bitcoin is the ultimate freedom, which is, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Nigel Farage, but, but, I, but I, I guess I have to be a fan of what he said. Um, yeah, so the, I mean, you got a lot of people now turning to Bitcoin, which is, which is huge. Um, when we woke up this morning, it did feel 
demotivating. It did feel like the depths of a bear market. Um, and I guess that Kyle is far better than Sheldon. That's from Kyle. What's is this? Uh, did you did you bring all your friends to watch our stream I, here, bro? I didn't say anything. I didn't. I didn't tweet. I did nothing. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Um, I did. I did. It did feel like in the last two days. I think you got to admit that in the last few days, it actually has felt much worse in the bear market. In fact, it felt much worse than after lunar collapse. I don't know if you guys remember the lunar collapse, but. It just feels like this is ongoing, that markets are going down, that there's, there's no end in sight. The Fed has said that they're not going to pivot. The prices keep going down and keep going down and keep going down. And it does feel a little demotivating. So I wanted to give you guys some perspective, just so that you understand what you're in for when it comes for, to a bear market. And the reason why I'm doing this is so that you guys are prepared and prepared for anything. Because if you're prepared, you won't make silly mistakes. You won't blow yourself up. You won't blow yourselves up. You'll get ready for the marathon instead of the short race. So... There's three tweets that I want to show you. The first tweet is one from that I actually tweeted. And I said that um, 2019 and 2020 bear market felt very much like today and yesterday, but for a full year. And only we didn't know if crypto was actually going to come out the other side. At least if you're here now, you know for sure that crypto is coming out the other side. You know for sure Ethereum is going to work. You know for sure Solana is going to work. You know for sure GMX is going to be around or Uniswap is going to be around. And so it just depends when you want to pull the trigger now. When we were here in 2018 and 2019, we didn't know if crypto was going to be a thing. Imagine going through this, but not knowing if ultimately anybody was going to adopt crypto or if these networks would even, it was just binary. It was either one or zero. And we thought it probably was going to be zero. It took it out of us. And I mean, there are some other veterans who've been here from that time, Crypto Dog. Now he says, think about how bad it is. It's even worse than that. We haven't seen real pain. It hasn't. It, ha it hasn't even started. You think you, you think you thought about it. Nope, even worse than that. Imagine the worst case scenario, worse than that. Reread this tweet. Think about it again. Still worse. Now, this guy is the only guy that I know is more bearish than Kyle. <laughs> I mean, this guy. Somebody get this guy an antidepressant fast. But I do want to show to you more when it comes to data. So these are the Bitcoin bear markets. Um, so the blue is 2011, 2012, which was a short but, but mean bear market. So we went down very quickly. It was done within 180 days. Then you got red, which is 2014. 2014 played itself out to about 410 days, more or less. Okay, now orange is 2018, also went to about 350 days. And if you look at green, which is where we are today, we're almost at 350 days. We're almost at the one-year anniversary of the Bitcoin Hi. It does look, though, like if we are going to track other bear markets, that there's still quite a way to go down. I mean, if you look at this data, there's still quite a way to, to go down. Now, I, don't, I think that if you are, um, if you, if you are here, um, keep that in mind. I'm not saying it's going to be that long, but rather have more fuel in your tank, rather have more resources than blow yourselves up before the... Before the, um, before the uh, beginning or before the end of the bear market i suppose also this is the first time where we we have this kind of situation but we have global markets also coming down so all the other times we didn't have global market coming down which was which was very different um let's look at some other things so this morning when the prices started to come down i don't know if you saw but what happened was altcoins went down first and only then after the cpi data bitcoin held 18,800, 19,000 until the CPI data came out. When the CPI data came out, that's when Bitcoin actually capitulated, right? Um, and that's 
I don't know if you guys remember, but we looked at the, the GMX statistics. And I said that the problem was that the long positions were 2 to 1 to the short positions, right? And when the long positions were 2 to 1 to the short positions, I said it was going to reverse the other way. Okay, now look at where we are. The short positions are 3 to 1 to the long positions. Okay, you know what that means. You know what that means. There's going to be a short squeeze here. There's going to be a short squeeze here. Mark my words, three to one is the worst that I've ever seen it or close to the worst that I've ever seen it. There's going to be a short squeeze here. Look out for that short squeeze. In fact, this is where you've got to grow some balls. This is, this, these are the points where you've got to grow some balls. This is where, that's where you've got to grow some balls. Because I think that if, if this is the case, remember this told us, this told us that we're going to have a breakdown because it was two to one longs to shorts. Now it's three to one shorts to longs. And remember, we also saw that there was a huge buildup in leverage. Remember, we said there was a huge buildup in leverage. And I said to you, if, the, if it's net short, I'll take it. It turned out it was net long. We saw that on GMX. Um, and that, that is what caused the price to come down so fast. But now it's the other way around. And I think at three to one, you've got to be, I don't know, it just feels, it feels like the right thing to do. Carl, what do you think? I think that um, it's an easy versus your reward trade. With a quick stop loss, 18,000 stop loss. Yeah, if you can enter at 18,000 and your stop loss is like 75, just under the week from, from June. Okay. Yeah. I, look, I, I must say, I must say, it does, it does feel, it does feel not, just, it does feel very uncomfortable to buy. There is a three to one, there is a three to one uh, short to long ratio. All the indicators are telling you to buy. So I don't know, you do what you need to do. Um, yeah, someone says big, big boy pants, big boy pants. Um, bring on the, the Dixie. Let's bring on the Dixie. The Dixie didn't do much. So the 10 year yields went up. The 10 year yields went up. The two year yields went up. That's the 10, that's the two year yields. That's the 10 year yields. And that's the Dixie. The Dixie is still just keeping that parabolic, that parabolic run, just keeping the parabolic run. Um, and let's see what else is there. There's a whole lot of other news that I want to talk about. I think it, in this time, you want to be buying quality. If you're going to be buying, you want to be buying quality. And I'll show you some quality later. Um, because if you are going to be buying, rather be buying the right things. Um, I did see this. Um, you know, the, the midterm elections are happening on the 7th of November, which is less than a month away. In fact, it's about two and a half, three weeks away. Today, today. Today is the? Uh, the 13th of October. 13th of October. So, so it's three, three and a bit weeks away. Three and a bit weeks away. And you can see that the election election campaigning is in full force. In fact, so Biden says he does not think that there'll be a, re a recession. Someone should tell him that, you know, the definition of recession is two quarters of negative GDP growth. We've had that. So we already technically are in a recession. But he says, look, there's not going to be a recession. Um, he's also starting to campaign a lot around this, you know, this jobless, this jobless numbers, because I told you that's what he's going to do. He's going to say, oh, we Everybody's got a job. Our economy created 263,000 jobs last month, uh, which is the fastest job growth at any point in history. He's also starting to pardon marijuana. Um, uh, um, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. Today, I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. And he's talking about pardoning all the uh, marijuana. So you can see he's very much on the election, on the election trail. But... They did try, we've now found out that they did try to manipulate the price of oil before the elections. 
And the Saudis came out and said, hold on a second. No, 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 no. We're not going to let you manipulate the price of oil. And they said, breaking, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia confirms Biden's attempt to coerce them to postpone oil cuts until after the midterms announced that they have rejected his quid pro quo. So Biden asked them to postpone their oil cuts so that, inter- so that gas prices could be down, petrol prices could be down before the elections. Um, and they basically said no. Now the problem is that he's going into these midterm elections with the with the gas with the gas prices high, but he's campaigning on the fact that American that we've got the strongest dollar um, that we've had in, that we've had in many 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 years over over twenty years over forty years, and we've got the best job numbers that we've ever had. That's that's the that's the election campaign. Oh, anyway, let's carry on. Um, if you're going to be buying quality, if you're going to be buying. You want to make sure that you're buying quality. And sometimes price doesn't really reflect quality. You've got to dig a little bit deeper to find out um, to find out whether these things are really quality. And I did see that some things are coming out. And just I just want to show you the principle of things that are performing really, really well, despite their price. So look at the graph. So GRT. And if let's, in fact, let's just quickly get our GRT token. So I know it was on one of my watch lists. Uh, here we go. So the graph, not performing well at all not performing badly relative to others but not performing well at all it's, in fact if you look at it um the high for the graph was here at one dollar 35 i think that was the high yeah one dollar 35 was the high trading at eight cents okay so just just to give you oh it was higher hold on it was higher whoa wow okay so it was the, the high was three dollars trading not eight cents okay now you think to yourself is this a mickey mouse shitcoin it's not this is a protocol that has been growing every single quarter. So as of September, uh, there were 495 active subgraphs, um, which is a 26% uh, quarter on quarter. So it's just showing you that it does have good fundamentals. Uniswap, same thing. So their revenue continues to go up, um, and they've just raised another $165 million round of Series B funding, which is led by Polychain Capital. Now, that's, that's a huge round. And again, if you look at Uniswap, I think I saw it earlier today at $5, $5.81. I think it was as low as $5.40 earlier, if I'm not mistaken. Let's have a look here. It was at, yeah, it was at $5.40 earlier. Now it's $5.81. So it does look like there's some kind of recovery happening in altcoins. I think near which was at $2.85, now back at $2.92. I think that's going to go back over $3. Um, GMX is under $40. So if you look at GMX for the first time in a long time, it's at $35. And again, you look at their numbers, and they made $178,000 a day or $165,000 a day average, which makes them the fourth highest earning, um, the, sorry, $251,000 is their seven-day average, which makes them the fourth highest earning protocol um, just under Aave, Uniswap, and Ethereum. That's, I mean, that's, that's huge. So again, you've got to be looking at the fundamentals. You've got to be looking much more at uh, the fundamentals. All right, what else is there? Let's look. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Uh, Crypto Lobby Group is now suing Janet Yellen. It's Coin Center. They have opened a case around the Tornado Cash case, and they have listed one of the defendants as Janet Yellen. So it's not only the Treasury, but they're actually going for Janet Yellen as well. Um, 
BNY Mellon, which is one of the biggest banks in the world, actually, I think is now offering crypto custody to the users. And it's America's oldest bank will now custody uh, customers' digital assets alongside traditional investments on the same platform. So again, just more integration into the traditional banking system and more integration into the traditional money. Um, Laura Shin is interviewing Do Kwan on Friday morning. I wonder where the hell the guy is. And I, I can't wait. I actually can't wait for this. Um, I wonder when she'll publish it, though. I wonder when she'll publish it, though. Um, the UK uh, is considering an about turn in their uh, in their tax cuts. So remember that, that the first thing that they did was they proposed this whole lot of uh, tax cuts. Well, now they're proposing an about turn on those tax cuts. So uh, let's see what happens. I think that's what's supposed to be announced today. Um, is there anything else? Is there anything else? I mean, a Gazprom CEO warns that the, uh, that whole towns could freeze this winter because of the because of the gas shortage but if i look at this um right now the eu storage is above the 10-year average for this period of time so they do have enough gas as it stands now um but let's just hope we just need to hope for a warm winter i think that's it and this is some we do some q a let's do some q a yeah. let's do some q a mm -hmm. oh while you guys are doing q a i'm reminding you again that we have a trading competition Hopefully the market turns. And I wonder if the market doesn't turn, maybe we should postpone it for a little bit because it's going to be terrible if we're trading in this down market. What do you think, Kyle? It'll be tough if we're trading in a down market. So let's give it a day or two. If we're trading in this um, down market. What do you for now, what I suggest you guys do is sign up. Uh, we may postpone it. We may postpone it. So just go and sign up. Remember, you've got to sign up with our link if you want to win. Um, and it's a minimum of $250 in your account. Click here. I think there's about 700 people that have already registered, which is more people than we had last competition 672 people have already registered cool um let's see let's see what questions are there let's let's see am i buying today yeah i am buying today as soon as in fact as soon as the show is finished i'm going to go buy some bitcoin <clears throat> i'm going to buy some bitcoin i'm going to buy some near protocol i think i have i missed uniswap I wanted to buy at 540, but I was too busy preparing the show. But Uniswap would have been a good one as well. Arweave is actually backing the trend. Stargate, someone's talking about Stargate. Under 45 cents, probably a good buy. Let's see, where is Stargate? 42 cents, good buy. Uh, I don't mean good buy, I mean it's a good buy. <laughs> uh, I, I can't participate, I'm broke. Mm. Can't enter, need $250. How low will Solana go? Did get bit... Did bit get get banned in the US? No, you can, if you are a US citizen, you can actually trade. There's a new pop-up that's come. They just have to say not in the US. It's in the management. It says what? It says you have to say <clears throat> not in the US. Yeah. So there's a little there's a new pop-up window that's coming up, and then they must just say no, I don't live in the US, and then it'll go away. But I mean, if they do live in the US, must they still say they don't live in the US? Yeah, it's it's a new thing that's coming up. Yes, exactly. I'm just saying no. Okay, but isn't that lying? Well, it's up to them. They they But isn't Bitkit? But Bitkit? Yeah, but it's in the in the. Okay, we should find it. We should find out exactly what's going on there. We'll let you guys know. Um, sorry, your IP address. Okay. Okay, we have to sort this one out. We'll, we'll, we'll sort this one out. We'll sort this one out for, for you guys. Uh, all right, guys. I will see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, I'm going to go do some buying quickly before I do some more crypto school stuff. Just don't know what to buy. Everything's so cheap. And maybe, see, Bitcoin's back up at 18,418.
Yeah, I think the Nasdaq's also going to turn actually. To be honest, let's have a look. Let's see. Let's look at the Nasdaq quickly. Still down 300 points. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's time to buy. Just a bit. Just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> Just a tip. The CEO of uh, this is funny. The CEO of Sushi Swap is investing in D-Race. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Trade well, my friends.